This is Rating Descending, where we watch IMDb's worst 250 movies so you don't have to. I'm Michelle St. Clair. And I'm Abigail Ward. And this week we watched Death Note. A high school student named Light Turner discovers a mysterious notebook that has the power to kill anyone whose name is written within its pages and launches a secret crusade to rid the world of criminals. Let's watch. As I get older, my hangovers get worse. Um, How is that fair? Yeah. It is not. It's not fair. I'm a wheel baby. How, I didn't know this evening. How come when I drink poison when I'm 26, it's not as good as when I drink poison when I'm 20? <laughs> Please help me. But still give me the poison. <laughs> still give me I'm the poison. I'm not going to stop drinking the poison. Gonna, I'm not going to stop. Drinking the poison. I just want to stop feeling bad when I drink the poison. <laughs> I want to drink the poison, but be okay. <laughs> yes, I want to drink the poison and be able to get up in the morning for tennis. Ah, uh, too far. Tennis? <laughs> too far. Tennis is the straw that uh, broke the camel's back. Yuck. Just tennis disgusting. was the straw that went through the camel's eye. What? <laughs> ah, straw is the straw that went my, te- my camel toe. Threading that tennis through the camel's eye. <laughs> camel toe. Ah, oh, Abigail. Sorry. Refine your tastes a little bit. <laughs> I drink tea when I have a camel toe. <laughs> what, me? Well, I like to have Moroccan coffee when I have a camel's toe. Ah, I like to lounge on the beach of Barbados when I have a camel toe. Ah, I love to avoid taxes in the Canaries when I have a camel toe. I like to flog my youngest when I have a camel toe. <laughs> I like to beat your ass when I have a camel toe. That's hot. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I'm lucky for you. I've never had a camel toe. I'm kidding. I've camel toe all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're I'm glad we're getting this elephant out of the room. I was wondering when we'd start an episode talking about camel toe. I'm glad that today is the day. I have that pair of overalls that Brooke owns that I wear all the time, but like it's a little too short for me, which means it fits perfectly, but it gives me quite the camel toe. Yeah. I've never it's noticed if I get it. camel toe or not, but I think I do. Well, I can, I can, I can tell, I can feel it. <laughs> can you watch out for me if I ever have camel toe? If you ever have camel toe, I will let you know. Thank you so much. I will go, Abigail, Abigail, Abigail. And I'll be like, yes. Camel toe? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm talking, this is public square. <laughs> If it's at home, I'll just take you aside and I'll go like, oh, Abigail, I think you might have a little bit of camel Yeah, but I'd like you to loudly announce it if we're in public. Camel toe! Look, I'd be angry, but I love the attention. (laughs) You do a bit. That's why I don't use bug spray. I just like the attention from the mosquitoes too damn much. Oh. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's that's why uh, you hate uh, to uh, (laughs) uh, wear... Come on, you got this. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Come on, that, pick up the pace. why Come you on. hate to Come on, Michelle, give me that punch thing. Give me that thing. Come on, make me laugh. Come on. The smell <laughs> still <laughs> gives you attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't funny. We're here that for jokes, funny. guys. 
That just hurt my feelings. That's why you're listening to two non-professional comedians. <laughs> Sitting in their very dark living room recording to you today. It, it could 2021, be. 2021, baby. It could be nighttime. It could be daytime. We don't know. This, this is our cave dwelling now. Honestly, I wake up and it feels like it's like waking up at 4 a.m., but it's actually 9.30. Oh, <laughs> I hate that for you. Yeah, it's um, it it has mad like getting up early for camp vibes. That's nice. It's a bit exciting. There's just no camp to go to. That's well, I didn't the, like the sad bit. I didn't really like going to camp. I like camping. Mm. I didn't like going to camp. Same. I didn't like going to camp either. I was one of those like crybabies that hated leaving my mom. She was like my best mate. Yeah. And so same. every time we'd go on camp, I was like, I don't want to leave my mom. I don't want to be surrounded by these fucking kids. Yeah. Also, all the other kids really didn't like me and were Whoa. really good at letting me know. Like quite quite funny about it sometimes. Well, I was also in like the, I was a brownie. I was a girl guide. And so we used to go on like fucking camps all the time yeah but my mom started going on them with us because i was notoriously upset not being around her yeah like i the first camp i went on i just cried all the time because i missed my mom so yeah. the second camp they were like to my mom can you please fucking come so your daughter's not gonna cry the whole time and then i became a leader of a certain group of the brownies called the bluebells i was mm. the leader of the bluebells and i was a bad leader because i'd just go into a corner and cry all the time wow yeah I was in cadets in high school, which I felt was different than when we went on school camp. Because when we went on camp, it would be, you know, the whole year of going to a thing. And I hated it. But cadets would just be the cool cadet people. Nice. And putting the militarism of it aside, which I was never a fan of, I just liked going out camping. It was really cool. Yeah. I liked being on the radio. We got to, like, sit by the fire and do stuff. It was really cool. And then it became very weirdly political. The guy who took over as the head of the unit was my history teacher who, for whatever reason, really didn't like me. No idea why. I didn't do anything to bother him. I got good marks in history. Don't know why he didn't like me. Interesting. He kind of intentionally screwed me out of getting promotions uh, to make me try and quit, which I guess he was successful in that aim, but jokes on him. Um... Whereas I had the opposite. (laughs) I had the opposite thing at Brownies in that I was like too good. Because I didn't oh, have, whoa. I didn't have ADHD. <laughs> I wasn't like an actual. Flex. I didn't. I wasn't a problematic child. Yeah. And so they were all like, "We don't want her to go because she's like one of the only normal kids of the bunch." <laughs> and when I tried to leave, they're like, "No, you're so close to being like a fully fledged girl guy. You're so close to being 13. And I was like, "I don't want to be here anymore." Yeah. But I have some nice memories from being a brownie. I remember we were like up in the Blue Mountains, and um, there was this weird old man in the camp i don't know who he belonged to what you know like a, like a pet you know who did he belong to what? no i don't know why he was there or who he was related to but he was sitting there one morning and he was like looking out at the the beautiful megalong valley because it's stunning up there and it was a really cold oh, winter that's morning where you guys went? yeah that's so cool and we were looking out along the valley and um he like beckoned me over and he was like do you see that in the distance see that sparkly thing that little sparkly cloud that's snow. And I was like, oh, and he was like, I bet you tomorrow night it's going to snow. And sure enough, it did. And we woke up and everything was just like covered in snow and I'd never really seen it before. Wow. Kind of frosted over overnight. So it was quite tough, but it was so nice. It was like a lovely memory. Yeah. We went to Holsworthy military base, which based on how far away it was from the Northern beaches, the sex in the city too of Australia, <laughs> um, it, I really thought it was quite far out of Sydney. And then I found out it's in Sydney. It just sucks. It be like that. I went on a lot of camps where I thought we were somewhere incredibly rural and we were like half an hour north in the city. Sydney is really weird. 
Um, speaking of uh, horrible times as a teenager, this week we watched Death Note, or rather the live-action Death Note. We've never seen the show or read the manga, but... Uh, manga? I, I've, well, that's closer to how it's pronounced. Ah, manga. <laughs> it's fucking manga, mate. We didn't read the Pull manga. Your out of your fucking ass. <laughs> She thinks she's better than us. Can't, what? Can't yeah, fucking A. Oh, I read manga. Fuck you. This podcast is you bullying me. <laughs> I stand by what I've said multiple times. If I was a man, I'd be a Chad and beat the shit out of everyone. <laughs> yeah, I think if you were a man, we never would have become friends because you would have beaten me up. No, <laughs> On sight. <laughs> I have too much empathy. I'm a good girl. Did I not mention that I would stand in a corner and cry because I missed my mum all the time? <laughs> yeah, little wussy mama's boy. <laughs> I'm kidding. That was me. It's me. I'm projecting. Yeah, yeah. You're the bully. You're the bully. No, you're the bully. That's what? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. So neither of us have seen the original. I I definitely got the impression while watching and greatly confirmed in my research that this is very little in tone, plot, or style like the original. Um. And good for that because this wasn't very good. <laughs> Yeah, look, I just wanted to chat to you about something. Okay. Do you have, like, the distinct impression that, like, a lot of these films aren't very good? Because, like, I, I'm i enjoying all of them, you know? But what? sometimes when we finish them, I'm like, was that good? Because mm. we're going through IMDb's best 250, right? Oh, Abby. What? You have greatly misunderstood what we are doing. Oh, my God! Ah! Do the, the, like, Home Alone. Ah! And the camera goes into my mouth. Ah, love it. Yep. Like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, and when it comes out, it comes out of my mouth again, but I'm in a different place still screaming because I'm like, I'm out of it. I'm, I, 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 can't, oh. I can't recover from the shock. Uh, you're like waking up or if you're just gone somewhere else? I'm just in the doctor and okay. I'm still screaming and they're like, what's wrong with her? That's a funny transition, but it means the whole episode is going to be you screaming. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get back to it. Jesus. Yeah, I don't know what I expected out of this movie. It was absolutely buck wild. Like, the decisions in tone, the decisions in plot, the whole manner in which it was cut and shot really bothered me. It didn't really want to commit to any style. It felt very over the top. It kind of felt like it was trying to be funny at times, but without actually being very funny. Stop this. Stop this. You have to stop. I just needed your permission. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> no one made you do that. Tell that to the gun you're pointing at me under this table. Don't talk about the sorry. I have the power of editing. <laughs> she's a bully. She said I was a bully, but Say she's I'm not a bully. A bully. Say I'm not, she's a bully. not a bully. She's a great woman. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I love being here. <laughs> um... Yeah, it was a. It was really bad. Did you guys know that? <laughs> it was really bad. I didn't. Methinks I did the- not enjoy. <laughs> We're really ha- going hard and fast with the insights here today. <laughs> Controversial. Not a good film. Yeah, I just. I. What really got me about it, it, it is that because it's based on something that's really good. Like everything I've heard about the original. The, both the series and the, the comic is that it's 
really fucking good. It's like back to the future level good, but dark. It's it's like an actual like piece of cinematic canon. And like I can kind of tell that there's some really cool ideas in this. I don't know anything about Death Note. Like anything at all. Never oh. read the manga. Never watched the show. So I know that it's critically acclaimed. Yeah. And obviously this film is ridiculous in every sense. And so I hate Adam Wingard so much. Yeah. You- I hate him so much as a director. I've never enjoyed a thing that he's done. He's just boring to me. And Ooh. he's like, everything he does is heavily stylized and ridiculous. Yeah. it. I really feel like the stylization kind of hurt it. It's one of those things where like... You could argue it's because it's a live action version of an anime, but at the same time, it also feels like it was probably more over the top than the anime. So Mm. you're kind of outdoing something that didn't need to be outdone. Yeah. And it just feels very silly a lot of the time, especially the bit where Light meets Ryuk, the demon guy. Yeah. Very silly, kind of funny, not at all the tone that it was trying to Yeah, the tone was all over the place. Also, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Wolf. Which wolf was he? Nat Wolf. Nat Wolf. I don't like him. Who Brooke kept insisting was also Alex Wolf. They look so similar. I don't blame her. When I saw him, I thought it was Alex Wolf as well, because I didn't know that Alex Wolf had a brother. I get that they look similar, but I watched the Naked Brothers band, the Nickelodeon show they were in when they were kids. So I know Nat Wolf's face a lot better than I know Alex Wolf's face, because he was more of a teenager in it. They look so similar. They have the same nose and mouth and everything. I get you, but I feel like if I had a lineup, I'd be like, that's Nat Wolf, and that guy looks like Nat Wolf. I find it. I'm sure if, if they're next to each other, you can tell who is who. They just yeah. look similar. Yeah, they do look similar. Yeah, but he, I didn't like him. I didn't like Light Turner, and I didn't like Mia as a character. Both the main characters sucked. Yeah. They were, like, selfish and try to be edgy all the time. Yeah. And, like, Margaret Qualley is too good for this. She's, she was really great in Death Stranding. Yeah, yeah. And like, she was also, shit. like, really good in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well. I really like her. her. Yeah, I, I like her and everything she's popped up in. Yeah. This really felt like an a very American edgelord trying to yeah. jack off onto the yeah, screen. Yeah, what incel wrote this script? <laughs> because as far as I know from the original, I'll, I'll get into the outline, but before I do, the original is very specifically trying to do a thing where he's clearly a villainous anti-hero. This didn't want to commit to that. It still tried to make him some kind of hero. Yeah, yeah, which made it feel more, as you said, incel Yeah. Because it's trying to really justify him a lot in a really weird way. Um, so here's the overview. I've also got a lot of trivia for this one. Fuck yes! Um, during a fierce storm, Light Turner, a high schooler from Seattle, has a book called The Death Note drop literally in front of him. The book states that by writing a person's name within it, the person will die in the manner described. Accompanying the book is a Shinigami named Ryuk. Ryuk convinces Light to use the book first to kill the school bully by beheading and then to kill the man who killed Light's mother. At school, he shows the book to Mia, a cheerleader, and quickly convinces her that the book's power is real. They then together start a plan to use the book to kill high-profile terrorists and criminals under the pseudonym Kira. This draws the attention of enigmatic genius detective L, who almost immediately starts suspecting Light. Light and L's conflict escalates and L hones in on Light as Kira, even confronting him after Light doesn't take the bait to kill his own father on live television. Eventually, L calls an FBI raid on Light's house and Mia escapes with the death note. They escape to the school prom where Mia turns on Light. Light escapes and plans to meet Mia at the Seattle Great Wheel Ferris Wheel. 
After a police chase, Light meets Mia atop the wheel, where they have now both put each other's names in the book. They both fall off the crumbling Ferris wheel, Mia to her death, and Light into the water. Waking up in a hospital from a coma, Light is confronted by his father, who has figured out that he is Kira and asks how he did it. He reveals that he orchestrated the events of the third act by manipulating them through the death note so that he would live, Mia would die, and the police would no longer suspect him. L, however finds the final piece of evidence he needs at Light's house along with a piece of the death note. That's that's the most succinct summary I could do. It's one of those plots where everything is sort of specific, but also a lot of it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, I found it surprisingly hard to follow for how stupid the film was. Yeah, and I feel like that's just because a lot of the peop- the a lot of the things that people were doing didn't really make any sense or mean mm. anything. I feel like Adam Wingard is just obsessed with things that look cool. Yeah. But it has no substance and always comes off as stupid. Yeah. I feel like some of the deaths were like that, which were very, like, Final Destination-y. The first one with the bully, which, by the way, up until this point, I know it's, like, R-rated, but it kind of wasn't doing that yet. And then very suddenly, a ladder flies off a van into this guy's face and totally splatters it everywhere in very, very literal detail. Yeah. And it really kind of... Took me aback, mm. but was also very silly. It was so stupid. <laughs> I hated this film. <laughs> it was it was unpleasant more than anything. Yeah. So like, I I'm sick of content with teenagers, which sounds like stupid. No, I made this point like ten episodes ago. Remember? Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I don't get me wrong. I think teenage like. There's been classic films that explore yeah, being a course. teenager and they're really important and vital. But modern stuff about teenagers just blows because I feel like films still think that, like, films have explored bullying and, like, substance abuse and sex and um, we've just kind of gone over all the things about being a teenager so many times it's become tiresome. Yeah. And this film involving teenagers and them being fucking edgelords trying to kill a bunch of people. Well, like. I, I I totally get you. I like it when a film is like about being a teenager, like the old John Hughes ones, or even Back to the Future is kind of like that. But when it's just like a plot and it, the t- a teenager is the protagonist, I'm like, mm. I don't know. And there's also like the whole Skins slash Euphoria, both shows that I really like. Thing of oh, like Skins was great. Being a teenager is all about sex and drugs. As someone who had very little sex and no drugs in high school, like I'm, j- I just watching it. I'm like, I can't relate. To me, this isn't the teenage experience. This mm. feels like what it's like being in your twenties. What is this? That's what I liked about Skin, though. There were so many characters. It was such an ensemble that there was always at least one character I could relate to. Yeah, like I fucking related so hardcore to Naomi from season three and four. Hmm. Just like standoffish and rude and angry and probably gay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> felt that. That's about right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's just it's. I find it hard to relate. And in this, they did a really weird job of like, I don't know. From what I've heard in the original, for example, like Light is a lot smarter, but also a lot more sort of sociopathic, which mm. I think is the better direction to go with this. 
Whereas in this, he feels like he's just like some kid who suddenly thinks he's God, but also doesn't at the same time. And we're meant to sympathize with him Mm. uh, and think he's a good guy, but also go, oh, isn't he a bit edgy? Like Nat Wolf can't pull off edgy. He really can't. I don't like him at all as an actor. I just think I found him so unlikable to watch on screen. I hated (laughs) every moment. I definitely think Alex Wolf is doing, what's Dakota Fanning's sister? L. L. Yeah. Alex Wolf is doing an L fanning of like being the lesser known sibling, but then coming up from behind and being better quality. Really? Because I still think Dakota Fanning's better quality. Oh, I just know L fanning was in a bunch of movies where her performance was particularly praised for a few years. I think Dakota Fanning was probably one of the best child actors ever. Oh yeah, I'm talking about as adults. Though. I will defend her to the death. Fuck L. I'm all about Dakota. <laughs> I'm. I'm. Re- I am steadfast and true. My allegiance remains to Dakota. Uh, The main things I've seen Dakota Fanning in are I Am Sam, a really bad thriller. Mm, But she was good in it. Was she? Yeah. Okay. Um, As well as Cat in the Hat, (sighs) which was really bad and I'm pretty sure is on this list. She was in Uptown Girls. I never seen it. She was fantastic in it. I feel like it was like almost her best role. Well, she was also in Twilight and not good in that. So I I don't have the same allegiance to Dakota Fanning. (laughs) I've seen her in a couple more, like, actually, like, properly good films. I don't think I've ever seen her in anything that I've then ended the movie and gone, wow, that was a good time. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck, you've had a bad string of Dakota films. Let me change your mind. (laughs) Okay. We're going to go through Dakota's fucking filmography spanning 1995 to 2005. We're rebranding this podcast. Instead of Rating Descending, it's going to be Rating Dakota, and it's going to be all (laughs) of Dakota Fanning's movies. (laughs) I'm down for that. Let's get Brooke on that logo. Let's start changing over that theme song. Let's get this done. <laughs> Dakota movies. Da, 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 Dakota. No, it's going to be Dakota movies. Dakota movies is nonsense. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just didn't like how, like, fucking edgy of a wank fest this whole movie was. I also think a lot of it didn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, um, it was just nonsense. I feel like Elle, for example, as a character, I can see how, like, if you were doing, a, like, a slow burn series, I can see how they're, like, interplay with each other and L being this enigmatic detective would be cool. In a single movie, it felt like he was a really bad version of the classic autistic Sherlock trope. Yeah. Which I really hate that. He's so autistic, he's a good detective. Who played L. Lakeith? Lakeith Stanfield. He's sexy man. He is a sexy Such man. Such a sexy, he, handsome man. He actually, he genuinely tried really hard at this. Yeah, he really did. He he's really fantastic did. in everything. He's also the only person who is insistent on pronouncing the Japanese words correctly. Yeah. <laughs> He's Should just lovely in it. everything he appears in. I really liked him in Knives Out. Uh, yeah, he nice was such jacket, a small nice role suit. in Knives Out, but he really kind of stood out in my brain. Yeah. Obviously, he was good in Uncut Gems. Yeah. He was good in Get Out, too. Yeah. And he's great. Yeah, he's a big love for him. Yeah. He's, like, really, like, snuck into a lot of movies over the last five years, and you kind of look back and you're like, damn, this guy's got a filmography. Yeah, he's he's an up-and-comer, I swear to God. He'll just keep appearing in things. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his sexy, beautiful face. He's got that classic actor-chameleon thing where he can sort of just, like, embody any role. Yeah, and he's got these big doe eyes. I'm really just focusing on how attracted I am to him, but a beautiful man. He's a beautiful man. Like, his talent comes second. It's all about how hot I find him. All right. (laughs) And uh, I find him pretty hot. Yeah. That was Chad's review. (laughs) I'm going to beat the shit out of you, Michelle. (laughs) Come here. I'm Michelle Sinclair, and I'm Chad Wood. (laughs)
<laughs> Chad Wood. Chadwood. Chadwood. <laughs> He's just a Chadwood man. <laughs> You've got wayward women and Chadwood men. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, that tickled me. Fuck, I am hungover this morning. But I'm here to talk about this bad film, guys. Unprofessional. Oh. It's a little unprofessional. Oh, but good thing we're not professionals. Hey, <laughs> we are the definition of amateur. Um, yeah, I also thought the effects in this, like, if you have a spectrum of looks good in, it can't be a spectrum. I feel like there's categories, right? Of like, looks good in live action, looks good in animation. And sometimes those Venn diagrams. looks good in both. (laughs) He Mm. would. It's like, it's more like a Venn diagram, right? What you don't want to be is like in the only looks good in animation, but then they do a live action version, which is where like Avatar The Last Airbender is. It's something mm-hmm. that wouldn't look good in live action, but looks great in animation. Yeah. There's some things that are like in the middle, right? There's some things that kind of look good in both worlds. I'd, I'd say like Harry Potter would be a pretty good cartoon, but it also works pretty good live action, mm. right? This movie was like right on the borderline. Like if you were to draw this, it would literally be the outline of the... Uh, looks good in animation and like just looks good in live action because i wouldn't say it looks good but it also didn't look uncanny valley bad yeah you know the design of ryuk was pretty good sometimes i like how they did the classic when he was out of focus in the background he had the big circle eyes which i know was like a classic trope in a lot of anime okay they pulled that off But then sometimes they'd have a close-up on him and he looked like a weird gooey monster. And it looked really silly and I didn't like it at all. We've all been a weird gooey monster from time to time. (laughs) Also, I I barely watched any anime in my life. Like, that is Mm. something... I have a huge gap there. I don't watch anime and I didn't read manga. Um, But... That being said, I don't know how much I'll ever change my ways because when I worked at JB Hi-Fi, people would always ask me if I judged people for coming in and looking at certain things because I worked in the movie and DVD section. Mm. And I was like, no, never. Except the men that walk straight into the store and head straight for the anime section. I judge them. Yeah. I feel like anime does get a bad rap. Like, I, I, I'm less a fan of anime as much as I'm just a fan of, like, animation and cartoons. Mm. So growing up, like, I watched a lot of Cartoon Network shows, which included, like, Samurai Jack, but then also things like Digimon and Pokemon, right? Yeah. So I've seen less of Dragon Ball Z. I loved Dragon Ball. Me too. I loved Dragon Ball, and I loved, like, half of Dragon Ball Z. Mm. I feel like that show gets off the rails a little bit towards the end, and it kind of becomes really boring. But Dragon Ball was so cool, and he's, like, a little kid flying around with a big stick. That's rad. (laughs) Which, by the way, he was that because the creator was like, there's too many muscly protagonists. I'm going to make him a little kid. And then 10 years later, boy. he's just a muscly protagonist. I'm oh, like, oh. Right, fair right. enough. Um, yeah, I love all those, but I've also missed some of the big, more o- adult hitters like Death Note or Neon Genesis Evangelion that are like critically acclaimed good works because mm. they get lost in the shuffle with a lot of big titty women anime. Because there's there's not as many big titty women American kids cartoons and I feel like that's why anime gets a bad rap mm. but I think there's there's good stuff there yeah definitely it looks like there's a lot of good stories I was just scarred by the one copy that we always held at JB Hi-Fi called it was a it was a mini series I think and it was a DVD called Bikini Warriors and yeah. they were the breast heroes around oh boy yeah <laughs> it, it doesn't matter if it's being knowing it's still gross 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was waiting for someone to buy that DVD and finally someone did. And he was like a 50 year old man and it was real gross, yeah. real dark. Like you do you King, but also I don't want to be involved in this particular transaction. And yet here I am serving you. That's not the point. Anime has a lot of credit, I am sure. And I've barely watched it. So who am I to say? Yeah. I, like honestly, this made me want to go watch it, especially since it's 37 20 minute episodes. I want to watch it. Yeah, I I say we watch it together. Mm. The- oh, together. Oh, like you and me. Yeah, like doing stuff together, just like friends would. Like friends, because we're friends. Yeah, we're gonna hang out like friends. How am I doing a podcast with my literal best friend, and I'm still feeling like I'm the one going <laughs> friends? No. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny that you think we're friends. Oh, fuck. Sick. Maybe it's because I'm <laughs> gaslighting you all the time, Michelle. Fucking Chad's, man. Chad, move. What can I say, baby? <laughs> throw me that ball. Just throw it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, that's not what you do with football. I was on a diet of pure ball. <laughs> Chad is the gayest man as well. I, uh, oh, I'm no sure. homo. No homo. No, yeah. He... Chad fucks dudes, but it's no homo. Yeah, like, I'll kiss you straight on the mouth, but <laughs> yeah. no homo. Oh, we won the football game! <laughs> <laughs> Grabs dick. But sensually, like, lovingly. Yeah. And he's into it. He's a real he's a real fitness gay, but he's real macho about it. Yeah. Just because yeah. Chad goes out to a to circuit every night <laughs> doesn't mean anything. He does it for the attention. He's not gay. He's not gay. He loves his girlfriend that he hasn't seen in three weeks. <laughs> right. So he's closeted and loves the attention. I would have flourished as Chad. You're flourishing now. I'm doing all right. <laughs> all right. Could beat more people up, I guess. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> to atone for being a woman. <laughs> Fuck <I'm>... you! <laughs> I'm trapped in this. I like how we've talked how I'm a pacifist who finds it really hard to conceive of hitting someone, and you're like, I wish I could beat people up. Yeah, I just wish it was socially acceptable f- acceptable for me to just beat the living shit out of people, and could, that's okay. You could get into boxing or wrestling or something. Yeah, but there's, like, rules and regulations around it and, like, a level of consent. I just want, like, a wild, a, a wild beating Jesus. to occur. Yeah. So you probably related a lot to the protagonist in this. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Did I mention how much I love this film? <laughs> it's your favorite movie. It's my favorite one so far. Um, let me go through some of the trivia. Whilst Light does have a cheerleader girlfriend named Misa in the original, uh, the character of Mia in the adaptation is instead an original character and is based on all the negative qualities of Light himself. So Mia's not in the original. Wait, what? Yeah. In the original like manga? Was yeah. she in the series? Nope. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, they they added her in and just, like, they basically split the character of Light in half. And all the redeemable qualities are Nat Wolf, and all of the irredeemable qualities are the gross woman, Margaret Qualley. Why would they do that? Presumably to make him more heroic. Which is the total wrong move. Ah. Like, that's why it feels so weird. To shoehorn in this weird love story, too. That's so strange. Which is crazy, because a lot of the plot hinges on their talking to each other. Is that because, like, the director wanted the main character to be more likable, to be more of a hero? Ugh. Yeah. Which, as I said earlier, kind of goes against, like, the whole thing that they're doing. Mm. Um, another one, Light tells Mia that Kira means light in Russian and Celtic. 
There's no such language as Celtic. There's a Celtic family of languages, including Irish, Welsh, and Breton. Kira doesn't mean light in any of these languages. Ugh. And furthermore, Celtic languages don't even use the letter K. You know, you just make up words <laughs> for other languages. <laughs> Looking in the notes, there's a lot of things like this where they just say things and then a lot of the goofs are like, yeah, that's not a real thing. Oh my God, the audacity of I these know. writers. <laughs> Similarly, at one point, a news report claims six death row prisoners wrote something on their cell walls in perfect Japanese. However, what the news reads out was not what the writing on the wall said, nor was it perfect Japanese. Silly. It feels like such an easy thing. Like When you're making the movie, just say, like, write this on the wall in Japanese. Yeah. Why tell them to write something else? So I feel like all this trivia is just, like, everyone involved in this film was a dumbass. <laughs> Let me tell <laughs> yeah. you why. Such a lack of care. Um, here's one that you pointed out. On the airplane, Elle is making a call. The phone screen clearly shows he is not. Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, this is all dumb continuity. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I hate Adam Wingard. This made me like Nat Wolf a lot less. To prepare for his role in the film, Nat Wolf got his own death note and wrote in it to get into the mindset of the character Light Oh, Turner. wow. So method. What is he, Robert Downey Jr.? Wow. But Real also- Marlon Brando writing into a book to get ready for his character. <laughs> Who did he write in it? I hope he didn't write any of the cast and crew. Like, Adam Wingard. <laughs> oh fuck as, as we said when he shows it to um mia at first mia doesn't believe that it has real powers and this is 2017 and it's set in 2017 yeah. there's way too many school shooters for her to not go fuck red flag red flag red flag red flag yeah it's like this guy is either gonna like sexually assault me or shoot the entire school it's one of the two this guy just showed me he has a death wish against other students i need to call the police yeah okay this one's about the the accusations of whitewashing in the film, which at first I didn't know what side I was on about because there's whitewashing in movies like Ghost in the Shell, which was an anime that they then still set in Japan and everything. They just made Scarlett Johansson the lead character. I still remember I was in fucking Wellington on like go to go see like the Lord of the Rings studio. Yeah, in just outside of Wellington, and there's heaps of like film production studios there and like big film lots. And we were, like, just walking down the street, and then this dude that had driven us there was like, hey, look through there, that's Scarlett Johansson filming Ghost in the Shell. And sure enough, there she was on these fucking, like, ropes and wires. Jesus. Spinning around on this huge lot. It was yeah. insane. Well, because th- there's that. There's also, like, that movie Aloha that came out where it was, like, <sighs> in Hawaii, and there were six yeah. main characters who were all white, including yeah. Emma Stone as someone who was half Chinese. No! Yeah! <laughs> to me, that's whitewashing. Yes. This is more like this is doing a live action adapt. It's like it's an adaptation, right? It's doing an American version of it, like it, America does their version of British movies. It'd be weird if it was set in Japan and they were white kids, you know? Yeah, but it's because it, it's in Seattle. I was like, okay, but then I found out some of the behind the scenes stuff, and I was like, oh, they're still being oh, shitty. God, for example, according to the filmmakers, auditions were held for Asian American actors to be cast, but none were selected on the basis that none were fluent enough in English. Which is crazy because there's so many Asian American actors Holy shit. who speak English from birth. So you know how I wanted to fist fight Tom Green? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to like brawl with Adam Wingard. Yeah. Also fully naked, but not in my backyard. I don't want him in my home. Okay, I like that. I'd do it on top of like a rugged mountaintop. 
Yeah. Fully naked. And we just brawl. And what I mean is that, like, he stands there, I stand there. And we look at each other for a really long time. Lightning strikes behind us. And then I walk up and I grab him by the shoulders. He grabs me by the shoulders. And we just kind of fling each other around. I like that. Yeah. And then the winner is whoever falls, whoever doesn't fall off the mountain. We have to throw the other one off the mountain. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, I like it too. I feel really good about it. I feel like I'm, I'm excited. Um, so Adam, I'll I look forward to hearing from you. Let me know when you're free. We'll set up a date. Not a date. Like a <laughs> like I'm gonna fight you. Yeah. I mean it could be a date. This know. really is the Abby wants to be Chad and fight people episode. Yeah, but in a chill way. Like I'm chill about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally cool about it. Whatever. I'm a Chadwood man. Um yeah, I also read trivia that some of the Asian American actors who were brought in then were told in the casting that they were looking for white actors so oh. it means i really kind of stopped believing that their reasons for why they the didn't have really any asian characters it just gets worse doesn't it yeah um i've got some reviews i've got four reviews okay um this one's a review it's brian telerico from RogerEber.com. he gave the film he gave the film one of four stars Uh, stating that the changes that Wingard made from the original work did not serve any artistic or thematic purpose, (laughs) nor captured the cat and mouse game between Light and L that was core to the original work. And because the producers refused to make Light the anti-hero he needed to be, the addition of Mia as a love interest left the project hollow at its centre. Yes, yes. But he praised the performances of Stanfield and Defoe, Mm. who Willem Defoe plays plays Ryuk. Right, got you. Um... Here's, a, here's an IMDb review called I Loved It uh, <laughs> by Sarah Horton, 9831754427. I guess there's a lot of Sarah Hortons on IMDb. <laughs> You're not Sarah Horton? I'm Sarah Horton. <laughs> um, I'm Sarah Horton. <laughs> she said, if you were looking for this to be identical to the original, don't watch it. If you were looking for a serious thought-provoking thriller, don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, true. If you're looking for a more ridiculous Final Destination-esque live-action anime with all the seriousness of animes like Rosario plus Vampire, this will be right up your alley. I have a 10-week-old baby and wanted to watch something fun and dumb with my husband late at night, and this was great for that. We laughed the whole time. The whole time? And it wasn't gory enough for either of us to have a look away from the screen. It was all around a good time. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. The fuck? Why did she laugh the whole time? A lot of, there's so many serious moments in it. <laughs> I know. Mia, don't fall. <laughs> um, this review is titled Stupid People Rating by Manolpi. Um, Starting today, I will no longer look at their rating when deciding to watch a movie. This was excellent and kept me entertained. It rated it a 10 to increase the rating, would put it at a 7, 7.5, and expose it to more people for the great movie it is. Would love a sequel, 10 out of 10. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Look, this person's true to themselves. They know what they like. I love how many of these movies we've done, some of the reviews, are, I'm only giving it a 10 because it's rated so low, would probably give it a 5. And I'm like, what? <laughs> the ending was inadequate, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Um, and here was my, who was one of my favorites, gory and very realistic CGI, pretty cool film by um, Amalez. It's was I'm, ac- I'm a les? Amalez. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's projection. It's projection. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know, man. Am I a les? I just, I don't know at this point. Um, it's was actually a good movie. The beginning was kind of slow, but expected. 
I'd watch the movie again just to see the visual effects. Such realistic death scenes. Very gory and pretty cool. You can tell a lot of effort was put into making this film. As well as all the twists and turns, they're well thought out and all make sense. (laughs) People are offended by the main character being white, but it is an American remake. They could have chosen a Japanese-American, but I don't know. 10 out of 10. (laughs) Coming down hard on whitewashing. (laughs) It really just kind of fell apart there in that last moment. (laughs) But I don't know. (laughs) I I don't know. 10 out of 10. (laughs) What I do know, it's 10 out of 10. (laughs) By the way, the CGI was okay. CGI sucked. Everything sucked. <laughs> it's really not Adam good. Adam Wingard, I'll be seeing you on top of that stony mountain and we're going to fucking brawl, baby. What was your rating for the movie? Nothing. None. None rating. <laughs> None the rating. ending was inadequate. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck, I guess it was like highly stylized and had a good cast. It was just the worst. I'm going to give it a 3.8 out of 10. 3.8? Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of going to go similar. Like, Maybe it's because we just watched Sex in the City 2, which I really feel like I didn't I mean, stress sh- enough in the last episode how bad that was. Yeah, like, w- Death Note sucked, but I didn't need to scream into a pillow at the end of it. Like, yeah. Sex in the City 2 was actually unbearable, but Death Note was kind of fine. And because it was based on good source material, I I couldn't go, like, this is stupid, because I'm like, I, there's a cool concept yeah, here. Yeah, it has some cool ideas. There's it some made bits me want to like. watch the original. Yeah. Like, um... So, I don't know. I can't give it a 2, so I'm going to give it, like, a 3.5. Yeah. 3.5, 3. 3.8. 3.5, 3.8. Not bad. Yeah, I, it, I thought it was bad. Like, it's below 5. Don't watch oh, it. Oh, it was bad. But, like, I don't know. It wasn't the worst one we've seen. <laughs> that is yet to come. Yeah. Michelle, do you feel like these films are getting worse as we go along? Because I feel like they're getting worse Given as we go along. Given that we both rated this higher than last week, I don't know. I think this is the 25th episode. Oh, yeah, I think it is. Hey! Hey! We are one-tenth of the way through this ordeal! Wait, is it the... Ah! 23. Oh, it is! Yeah, it is! Suck a dick! Suck a fucking dick! Um... Yeah, I... I, We're a quarter of the way through, so we only need to do everything we've just done. a quarter of the way through. Oh. We're we're, a tenth of the way through. through. All we need to do is everything that we've done ten more times... It's well, nine more times. And it's going to get steadily worse. Yeah. And we'll be done. Uh, come along with us for the ride, guys. Don't, don't give up on us. Can't you wait gotta, a few le- years to help hear. Us. Like, Michelle's on maternity leave. That's how me. long this is going to go. On maternity leave? You're going to have a baby? I might. Maternity? It's what five years. Fuck? <laughs> you're no friend of mine. Uh, That's nuts. <laughs> oh, you're going to have a child? There'll be a baby? Some we'll talk point. more about that. That's gross. Alright. That's disgusting. Alright. Oh god. Don't shock me like that. I'm You're gonna stay single forever. I'm not single now. What? (laughs) (laughs) Um that's been Death Note. Uh Abby, what are we watching next week? I don't know. Oh, we're doing Alvin and the Chipmunks. The squeak wall! Yeah! Oh, that's so exciting. We've been waiting for this one for a long motherfucking time. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. At, Brooke and I finished watching the first one in bed last night, and it was already not very good, so First time, keen. I'll talk about this next time, because the first time I saw Alvin and the Chipmunks 1, it was a bad experience for a whole lot of reasons. Oh, but join us next it. week to, to enjoy this wonderful... Just come. Just come. Just... <laughs> I don't want you to come. (laughs) 
see you next week, folks. Wow, that didn't come out right. <laughs> Falling apart. <laughs> Quick, end it, end it. Quick.